Si el ritmo te lleva a mover la cabeza y empezamos como es Mi música no discrimina a nadie así que vamos a romper Con lo mío todo se mueve La fiesta la llevo en mis genes How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Power 5 Sports Podcast. Here with Alex Maxwell, I'm Jake Gorwitz. And today's show is fully dedicated to the World Cup. But first, before we get into all that drama and excitement, we have a very special guest that I'd like to introduce. Tony Yazbek, welcome to the studio. We are so thrilled to have you. Oh yeah, I'm glad to be here, guys. Big fan of what you guys do here at Power 5, and uh, can't wait to get after it. That's, that's what I like to hear. That's tight. That's tight. Tony, you play soccer, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, that's good. He has a lot of knowledge, and uh, that's why we brought him on here. So Can't wait. Getting things started off. Well, this has just been a crazy World Cup. A lot of last-second goals, upsets. I mean, it's, just, it's so unpredictable. We don't know who's... It's a toss-up for who's going to you know, lift that trophy. But getting right into it, Jake, starting things off, what do you think? Well, we're in the quarterfinals now. This has been nothing short of amazing. We have a very lopsided left side of the bracket. Oh, yeah. The right side is looking rather bare, to it's be like, honest. It's like Russia, Croatia, and England. England and Sweden. Right. That's, that's it. So basically, England and Colombia really just played for the finals. Yeah. Cause right. That, that says it all. And honestly, this has been a historic World Cup. We have Belgium, who was the first team in 48 years to rally from a 2-0 deficit. They came back the other day to beat Japan. Mm. That was a thriller. Killing Mbappe. Ooh, scoring two goals against Argentina. That was a thriller, an absolute thriller. France has get, been getting better and better as the World Cup goes. They started off not so hot with a, um, with a draw against Australia, but ever since then they've just been grading upwards and getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Um, they seem to be going in the right direction, whereas other teams might be slowing down right now. Fading. And you look at exactly. Croatia, they've definitely been fading oh, since that result absolutely. with Argentina. So we'll see how that progresses against right. a host country, Russia, who's definitely here to surprise some people. Yeah, maybe some fatigue starts to settle in a little bit, but definitely not for the French. So France is a very interesting team to look out for. And when we look at the round of 16, many notable names got knocked out. You oh, have yeah. stars like Messi, Ronaldo, other powerhouses like Spain. It was just, it was a sight to see. Yeah. Um, nobody thought that Messi would get an early exit like he did, um, as well as Ronaldo. I mean, you look at the two best players in the world right now, both, you know, see you later. They're both on their way home. So. Yeah. I mean, Messi really un- underperformed in this World Cup. I, I th- that's just my opinion. He only had one goal. and If you look at the state of the Argentinian national side right now, it's, in, it's kind of in shambles. Yeah. Uh, Sao Paulo came in from Chile, and it didn't really look like he knew what he was doing. Changed the formation too much. Played with three at the back, went to four. Uh, he, he didn't have any cohesiveness through the unit, and... Messi just seemed on the outside looking in the whole yeah, time. Yeah, so. what what was up with that last game? Dybala and Sergio Aguero and Higuain didn't even play. Or Aguero played the last like minute and scored a goal. But they didn't start. I think that's a really idiotic move to not have them in the starting 11. I I just that's just my opinion. Yeah, Dybala, Dybala, it's like he wasn't even at the World Cup. He played a total of 27 minutes, I think, over two games. That's that's crazy. And that's not enough for such a, talent a star. Like him, right. They were playing players like Meza and um, yeah. 
and another person I can't quite remember the name right, right now, exactly, but they were playing people exactly. that you didn't even know the names of. Right, that wouldn't have had as much of an impact as DiBala. And yeah. with this France Argentina game, I when I was watching, I always felt like Argentina was playing catch up. Mm-hmm. They were always behind. Yes, they got off to a hot start in the second half, but. France. You could you could feel the momentum shift when France started to pick things up a little bit, right. get a couple goals, and they just ran away with it. I I honestly thought that Argentina had a chance. They they almost had the equalizer with that cross, but they just couldn't get the job done. Yeah, France's midfield has really uh, been improving. But a matchup that we need to get into: Uruguay versus Portugal. Is this an upset? I mean, Portugal is kind of a one-man show. But, Tony, do you think this is an upset, or do you, would you expect Uruguay to win this game? Um, I think based on name and prestige, it was an upset. But if you look at the two rosters and you look at how they've played, no, I don't think it was an upset. Yeah, Uruguay's very solid. Uruguay has a um, defined identity, and they play in a very set way. They soak up pressure with players like Godin and Musolera, and they, they don't allow themselves to be exposed. And when they can pounce with Suarez and Cavani, they do yeah. so. So Yeah, Cavani's been really showing up with two goals, two very good goals uh, against Portugal. Obviously, obviously you got to rely on more than just Ronaldo if you're just Portugal. And and I, I expect Uruguay to continue on in the same fashion against France. Oh, yeah. They'll sit back for large periods of the game, but when they do attack, they'll do so yeah. very well. Definitely so. a low-scoring game. Watch out for that game. No, that's definitely that's something that I've had on my calendar since the matches come uh, finished with in the round of sixteen. This is a this is a crazy game. You don't know who's going to win. France they have lots of upside. They've really they're on an upward trend right now, but you can't count Suarez out ever. No, you can't forget how young the French team is. They're lacking in experience, and um, they're they're. It seems like they're learning and getting better as they go. Whereas the Uruguayan team has been here before, mm-hmm. 2010, 2014. Yeah. They had a good run as well. So yeah, um, all don't it takes is one. Any inexperience out of them. Yeah, uh, Brazil, Mexico. That was a very a very high antici- highly anticipated match, um, but right out of the get go, Neymar he came out to play. I'm he netted one. Brazil won 2 nothing. Mexico just seemed like they didn't have it that day. I mean, they didn't come out with that flair, that excitement that they did that they did against Germany. Yeah, I, the thing that I thought was so special about the Mexican team in that in that match against Germany, they knew exactly what they were going to do. They were not going to sit back on their heels. They were going full force ahead. They were not going to wait for Germany to come to them. They were going to initiate the, score the first goal. Well, scored the only goal. Yeah, scored the scored the only goal, and and that's that's what they did. But in the game against Brazil, man, the round flat, of sixteen, right? they were they, they were, were outclassed throughout the whole game, and they tried to come out and press Brazil, but they couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, when you look individually, the talent between the two sides, Brazil was just more more articulate, more mm-hmm. creative individually, just better players right. and Mexico couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. And for Mexico, this is the 7th consecutive elimination in the round of 16 for them in the past 7 World Cups. This it history was not on their side and the Mexican team just could not get the job done. Yeah. And they really lost the game. They didn't lose the game today. They lost the game in the group stage when they lost to Sweden because when it you all draw, went downhill. When you draw Brazil, it's very difficult to move on, right. so 
They yeah, lost it when they when they lost their seating. But so. looking at Brazil's uh, starting eleven right now, you look at Gabriel, Gabriel Jesus. He hasn't really been as productive as some would have liked. I would honestly put Roberto Firmino in right now. He has two goals in a very short amount of time. I think that adds more of a attacking persona for the Brazilian squad. Um, something to look out for in the uh, future games that they have. When you look at the lineup, you definitely know that Neymar wants to be the guy. Neymar's the star in that strike force. So, Jesus is used to being the guy over at City, and Firmino is good at playing off and playing with people. So, that could be something to look forwards. Yeah. How about Coutinho? He's really showed up. Uh, Felipe Coutinho. He's just been a force to be reckoned with. He is. He's been more productive, arguably, than Neymar has as of now. Um, but Especially in big moments, game exactly. winners, oh, equalizers. Yeah. It's Man, he's got a boot on him. But Brazil, top to bottom, they're just unbelievable. And they're very solid and fundamentally sound. So, I don't see anyone beating this Brazil team. Yeah. No. They're, not, they're not like Brazil teams of the past where right. they're all flair and all attack. You saw them at times with um, against the Mexican side. They sat back and defended and didn't look bothered at all, so right. they can do that as well. They so. seem to get up to like a next level, you know. They seem to like France. They seem to progress as well as some teams start to fade. Yeah. Brazil is definitely um, on the upside as of now. Yeah, I wouldn't say that they have a clear path to the finals, but man, Brazil, this is this sharp. is their time. Top to bottom, their roster is more complete than ever. They're firing on all cylinders. I don't see them slowing down anytime soon. Let's look at that opponent, Belgium, uh, that they have coming up. Belgium, a lot of people have Belgium winning it all. I've heard a lot of analysts say that, you know, Alexei Lalas thinks that Belgium has a very fair share. But Belgium is just fully loaded. You look at, this is the best Belgium team that has ever assembled. Uh, Eden Hazard, Lukaku, um, Courtois. De Bruyne. These are just star names that they have um, all around. I mean, but Roberto Martinez needs to really needs to really think and consider that Japan game because at times they were stretched, they were without ideas, and they were caught out. And while they did win that game, it took a lot of effort and a lot of substitutions. Nasser Chadli, Marwan Fellaini, they both got on the board. They had to be subbed in. So mm-hmm. we have to see if he approaches the game the same way as he did the Japan game, or as if he starts with a plan B, so to speak. Right. Yeah, when you, you can't afford to go down 2 nothing, like they did against Japan. Man, I'm going to say 9 times out of 10, you are not going to come back from that. But this... World Cup has really showed that the late goals, they're crucial. Yeah. 21% of the goals scored at this Russia 2018 World Cup have been scored after the 80th minute. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's a that's crazy a statistic. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. I mean, you look at just – that's I, I can't even wrap my mind around that right there. That's That just shows you that it's never – you're never out of the game. I mean, it could be – at the, you could score at the 5th minute or the 90th minute. It doesn't matter as long as you get on the score sheet. Yeah, it's all. I, in my opinion, I think it's very important to get out to a hot start. You know, come right out of the gates, get on the board. But Belgium proved that you're never out of the fight. You're never out of it. If there's time on the clock, you can tie it up, win it, whatever the case may be. Look for that Belgium-Brazil game to be another Ooh. 
another t tight, close game that comes down to the last couple of minutes because these sides are so evenly, evenly matched as far as talent and form right now. Mm -hmm. Both rounding into form beautifully. How about Spain losing to Spain Russia? My gosh, I mean, nobody thought this would happen. I mean, it's cool to think, you know, Russia, the home, you know, their home court. I, I just, I don't, just first off, does anyone like Russia right now? I mean, the world is just, like, hating Russia. They all think it's rigged. But Spain, come on, man. Like, they, Spain didn't show up. I honestly don't think, Spain choked a little bit hard, especially with that talent they have. So, yeah, so great point. Um, they were outclassed, Russia was, but that didn't stop them from playing their brand of soccer and getting a result a different way. So, going into this World Cup, Russia was the lowest-ranked team in the field and that often gets overlooked because they're um because they are hosts but as far as talent this team is not that stacked they have players like Golovin and Cherishev that are good players but nothing compared to what the Spain team was but yeah. Russia sat back absorbed pressure benefited from a PK handball and um won it in their own way so props yeah. to them can I just say that I think David De Gea had one of the worst World Cups you could possibly have, allowing six goals, and not really say in total total two two saves two saves he made two saves two you hear that ratio six goals to two saves I mean he kind of lost that the argument of best goalkeeper in the world so very very underperforming from David De Gea and on the other side the Russian goalie Akinfeyev who was a scapegoat in 2014 oh yeah. Came out in the PK shootout and made a great save on Koke and made another great save on Iago Aspas. So wow. yeah, he really he really won them that penalty shootout. Massive upset there. Well, moving along, um, finishing things off with a thriller yesterday: England versus Colombia. England squeaked by in the uh, penalties, but Colombia um, equalized in the last minute of extra time in the 90th minute. What a thriller! Um, can I just say that England looks really, really sharp right now. Harry Kane is leading the entire tournament in goals, and I think they're just really coming to form right now. You look at that team that they have um, with Jesse Lingard, Raheem Sterling, Deli Ali, Kyle Walker. They're all really just they're, they're trending up. They're, you hear we say that a lot, but that it's really important to trend up in this situation. Yeah, for Colombia, I... Personally, I really saw that without James Rodriguez, that that's a huge loss. You're put at a massive disadvantage if you're Colombia, and ultimately, that that was the difference maker. Yeah, um, Colombia just had a, a a hole missing in their their center tackle. Just a, a, a massive gap that yeah. you c he's irreplaceable. No, yeah, that's, that's a good way to say he it. He needed a little bit of class, and he could no right. one on the field could right. provide it. He, he he spreads the ball around. He makes good passes. He's got great touch. He feeds Falcao and Quadrado. I think you really it really showed how much Colombia needed. They definitely missed him. James. But for England, this was very positive because historically England's been known to choke oh, yeah. and um, David bottle Beckham. the World Cup. And at this stage. When something goes wrong, they lose. Yeah. But um, something definitely went wrong toward the end. Jerry Mina scored another big goal. <laughs> um, third game straight, he scores for them in the World Cup. Yeah. Um, another big late goal for him. And at that point, nobody really thought England was going to get back up and 
roll their sleeves up and get at it, but they did. So that's very positive for them in the rest of the World Cup, that something can go wrong, go negative, and they can still come back and win the game. So that's impressive for me. Absolutely. But the only thing that England might be lacking is experience. One of the youngest teams, if not the youngest team, in this World Cup, moving on to the quarterfinals, it's very crucial to have experience. But it, if anybody can do it, it's going to be England. They, you look, you look at their matchups. Yes, it's not going to be easy. But when you have an absolute goal scorer like Harry Kane and great young talents like Jesse Lingard, they're they, they're set up for success. They need to get more out of Raheem Sterling because he hasn't scored for the national team since t- October of 2015. Oh yeah. So. That's they, they need him to start producing or get him out of the lineup for Jamie Vardy. I was about so. to say, Jamie Vardy, maybe switch things up a little bit. But they definitely have a shot to go go to the finals here. It's the best shot they've had in a long time, mm-hmm. probably since 66, to win it. So. Right. Now they play Sweden. Not Sweden? A, not a very crazy team. We're not going to get into Sweden. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. We wanted to dive into England, but is there any – hold up, let's see. Croatia, one of the teams that yeah. – that a lot of people had picked. Their odds have been going way up to win the World Cup. They get a Russian team that, as we said, not all that talented, um, but play their own brand of soccer, and they have their uh, have the support in their home country. So Absolutely. look out for that game to be close and contested. If, yeah. if we're talking predictions, Tony, how do you see everything playing out? Well, I, Brazil has been my pick to win the tournament since the start, since before the World Cup, so I'm going to stick with that, but... I think France will beat Uruguay. I think they'll ride that wave of wave of Mbappe and Griezmann and Pogba. So I think they'll get through Uruguay. Um, Brazil will beat Belgium, I would say. Um, in the Russia-Croatia one, that's an interesting game. And I'm going to pick the upset here. I'm going to say Russia wins Ooh. another close late game. Wow. Um, Sweden and England. Sweden's definitely going to sit back, try and take up the pressure. But... I think England's just going to outclass them. They're going to be too much. They're going to overrun them, and I think they'll get in. So, Yeah. Um, given my thoughts, I think France is going to beat Uruguay in a very close game. I think Brazil's going to squeak by Belgium in a late, late 90th-minute goal. I think Croatia is going to absolutely obliterate Russia, and I think Sweden is going to get whooped by England. And I think Croatia is going to beat England. Shocker to go to the final. And I think France is going to upset Brazil, and I think France takes it home. First since 1998, they have too much talent just sitting there, and they've been in great shape. Didier Deschamps has been outstanding. I love the form that they're in. Give me the French to win it all. Wow, that I wouldn't I wouldn't call that bold, but it's definitely an interesting pick. There's so many powerhouses still left. And when you look at the potential semifinal matchup of Brazil, France, that's going to come down to the wire. That's a guarantee. You already know that. I'm going to take England over Sweden. And Croatia, I was impressed early. I understand that they've been slowing down a little bit, but I do think they'll come out victorious against Russia. I see a England-Brazil finals with... Brazil coming out on top. Mm. Two of you guys rooting for Brazil. Let's not forget, Belgium is as talented as they come, so never take that for granted. Absolutely. That game will be close either way. I think, yeah, I think Belgium will be neck and neck with Brazil. And I I think this game goes 50-50. I'm not saying, like, Brazil has the upper hand here. I just think it's just going to be Brazil's day. That's all. 
that is the most intriguing matchup of the uh, of the be. quarterfinals. It has yeah. to be two great teams, really talented, and they both want to get after it and play. Neither mm-hmm. one of them want to sit and defend, so right. that'll be an open, fun game to watch. Yeah, statistically, all of these games are going to come down to the second half and how teams perform in crunch time. 22 of the 56 matches played have been goalless at halftime. That just proves how important second half play will be, and it's going to show. Absolutely. Uh, and you never, like we said earlier, you're, this game is so unpredictable. The upsets, Spain versus Russia, you know, you saw there. Anything can happen. So you're never out of the fight. That's you, all I got to say. You're never out of the fight. And all it takes is one bad bounce, one bad one deflection. Own goal. Yeah. There's been ten own goals at oh this gosh. tournament. That's that, brutal. That broke the record of the nineteen ninety eight World Cup. Yeah. They had six own goals then, and now they have ten. And we're only in the quarterfinals. Yeah. All it takes is a bad ricochet. Absolutely. Well, guys, it's been a hell of a time. Thanks so much for listening. And real quick before we sign off. Something that we'd like to improve upon here at Power 5 is our interaction with the listeners and fans. We would greatly appreciate if you could drop us a comment, DM us, whatever you feel like. We want to talk to you. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to compare our analysis with all of you. Our Twitter and Instagram handles are both Power5 underscore podcast. Drop a mention. Let's get talking. Alex, any parting words? Well, thank you guys for your continuous support. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, thanks again. Till next time, stay tuned.